to another Death Metal Dicks mini episode where we do interviews. This time, we're talking to Cam Schwartz. Cam is making the new Death Metal documentary, Growl. Cam, how the hell are you? Fucking A. How are you guys? I'm freaking awesome. <laughs> All right, man. We're going to send killing it. it. Just killing it over in St. Catharines, Ontario, right beside Niagara Falls, which is obviously right beside the border of Niagara Falls, New York, and pretty damn close to Buffalo also. <laughs> well, we're glad to have you on, yeah. dude. So uh, you are making a death metal documentary called The Growl. What is the process in a death metal documentary? Where do you start off at? Do you start at the beginning of death metal? And Oh, my God. Yeah, like, uh, you know what? I'm Personally, I'm new to the whole documentary uh, genre. I mean, you know, we've watched them and whatever like that. But, I mean, I'm usually uh, uh, used to making, you know, either short, short horrors, uh, music videos, and just helping out on sets uh, regardless. But so a documentary is kind of kind of a new field for me to get into but i feel i can do some justice to it just because uh i i believe you know i've been around a little bit uh and i've seen a few things and a couple shows and hung out with a few people so uh and with my filmmaking background and i feel that i could do this documentary some justice so we're just gonna go with that <laughs> Very cool. I don't think I've seen a death metal documentary yet. I mean, there's tons of black metal ones because they got into all that ill shit. And then also, I mean, there's like heavy metal parking lot, but that doesn't quite go in depth to the history of right. death metal in general. So when you are going to make the entire length of the documentary, is there a specific point in death metal you're trying to focus on? Or are you just trying to encompass all of death metal from start to finish? Do you have a focal point as to where you're zeroed in on? Right. Um, myself, I mean, I love I love death metal front to back. I, like, I love all the genres of death metal, I guess you can call it. So I want to start at the beginning and come all the way up to now. Uh, I just feel that, I mean, it's just like you said, there hasn't been much out there. There's a few YouTube little things that a few fans have put together and they're you know, ideas of what, you know, death metal is and maybe how it started and all this kind of stuff. But there hasn't been a, like a focus on like the extreme scene itself from the underground all the way up to, you know, Cannibal Corpse, right? So I want to focus on the guys that, you know, I grew up with and I started, you know, getting in contact with since I was going over to Buffalo and Niagara Falls, New York a lot. And meeting all these, you know, these indie bands that, you know, were the scene of the time, you know, during, you know, suffocations, early material, and so on and so forth. Malevolent Creation, they're from Buffalo, uh, Baphomet. So, I mean, the list goes on. And then just making friends with the indie bands that were coming up in that era. So, like, Eternal Torment, mm -hmm. Grotesque Infection, yep. Infestation. And then it leads out to the guys from Rochester and, you know, New Jersey and, you know, that whole scene, New York always came down too. So I want to, I pretty much just want to go on, I want to talk to my friends like in depth. Mm -hmm. I want to hang out with them, you know, go to their place and let's talk about, you know, when you first heard, you know, this crazy, insane vocal style, what 
what happened to you? You know, where were you? What was the band that triggered that? You know, what you say, the death metal scene. Uh, and let's just go from there. Cause I mean, everybody back then who were at least into death metal were obviously, you know, true underground people because not everybody knew what the hell this music even was. Grindcore, you know, power violence from the UK and all that kind of stuff in the eighties, it was still fresh. So whoever was into that scene, you know, was, you know, fairly a true fan that you could sit down and probably become best friends with. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I made friends with all these guys and I want to sit down and talk about, you know, when you first heard, you know, uh, Cannibal Corpse, you know, before their demos and hanging out with these guys and, uh, you know, Malevolent Creation and Baphomet, everything's coming up at that time. You know, what was it like? Because it's all fresh. It was brand new. You know, everybody heard Slayer. Everybody heard Celtic Frost. Everybody heard Venom and Slaughter and you know early mantis which you know became death uh-huh. uh what was you know what was the next step in that what was that you know what was the band that all of a sudden it went from like this extreme scream to this guttural yeah and it, was a very, it just let's, changed let's clarify this before we do anything else we're talking about the canadian slaughter not the hair metal band slaughter right you got it okay you got it so there's a lot oh, of people yeah. that, oh, that don't understand that <laughs> shit, oh so. sla- more than words. I think that's extreme, though. Yeah, yeah, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same to me, baby. <laughs> same shit. Slaughter was, um, yeah. I'm, you know what? I, I'm not even. A, I was never a big fan of hair metal. So Slaughter. I mean, I know who they are, but I couldn't name you a freaking. I don't think right I can hear. But that was a cool time but too. I can, but I can name you a winger song, though. I, I can definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, man. Fucking cherry pie. Kip Winger, man, he was strong, dude. He had a good look. Did he die? Is he dead? Dude, Kip Winger? I don't think Cherry Pie that, is Winger, dog. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, that's Warrant. Fuck. That's warrant. <laughs> close, close. But that's Winger, awesome. no, she was only seventeen. That that was their big hit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, wasn't but the girl in Cherry Pie a kid too? Hey, man, I, dude, there's this guy around. He's like thirty years old, and he was boning a seventeen-year-old girl, and he showed up to a party with her one time. And I fucking blasted that song yeah. as soon as they walked in. I, She's only seventeen. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. And they fucking left. Yeah. <laughs> Cam, oh, uh, Cam, that had to be a cool time to be around in uh, metal, though. But, but pre-internet, what you said about making friends with people right away rings true because you didn't have an outlet to finding new things other than word of mouth, meeting new people, trading tapes, reading zines. There wasn't the easy access, so it was probably much easier to talk to and meet new people that ended up forming bands because there was a very small group of people into this particular genre and subgenre of music. Oh, it was super small, right? I mean, I mean, I'm, I'll be 44 in August. So I kind of got into it probably around, I think I first heard Napalm death in 89. And then right after that, it was, I met a friend uh, one of my best friends, Dan, he was like, uh, you know, the skate skater punk. Uh, I seen him around. He had a mohawk and all this kind of shit, right? So I was just like, okay, man, this guy seems pretty rad. So, you know, let's see what he's into. And then it was, like you said, it was word of mouth. I heard Napalm Death. I heard Extreme Noise Terror. I heard Heresy and all this. And I was like, okay, so where is this extreme shit? Like, I can't find nothing at Sunrise. Can't find nothing at, you know, Sam the Record Man and all that kind of shit. Yeah. So... Uh, 
we, I caught wind that there was this place in Buffalo. So we went to this place in Home of the Hits in Buffalo, and then as soon as I walked in, there was local shows and death metal and thrash metal and hardcore and punk and everything like that. And I was like, holy shit. Okay, I freaking, I, I, I get it now. I get it. And, you know, as soon as you go up to the cash and it was like, you know, I'd like to buy this, you know, napalm death tape or this deceased tape or something like that. And they were like, oh, man, you're fucking, you know, hey, death metal, right? So we got this show coming up and this and that and there and there and this and that. And it was just like they're bringing you on right away because, you know, you had that rite of passage in your hand ready to buy. And then all of a sudden you're like best friends with the whole place. And then eventually, like you said, it was just a small scene where everybody that was involved somehow were tight, whether it would be bands, fanzines, distributors, promoters, you know, artists or whatever. But everything happened in this little scene and it was awesome to be part of it for the last few years, I would say, in the early 90s um, with the death metal scene there. And it was just fantastic meeting all these bands and Human yeah. Remains and uh, uh, what else? Ritual Torment from uh, New Jersey, oh, uh, yeah. Demonacy, and fucking just these people. It blew my mind. And as a kid, obviously you're you know you're kind of scared walking into this you know these venues, and you got like these twenty five, thirty year old guys, long hair, six feet tall. It seems like at the time, and you're the sixteen year old. Like, holy shit, Cannibal Corpse is sitting right in front of me. And everybody just welcomed you, though, because you were there. You were there for that music, and it was just fucking, it was the coolest thing ever. And then you made friends right away, and it was like, hey, man, here's my address. And then all of a sudden, you're sending tapes here, and he's sending you other tapes and, and other ads. And all of a sudden, you're doing a fanzine, and he's sending it off to this. And, like, oh, man, it was just yeah, what a time. I feel like that person-to-person connection is something we're really missing these days. And it is nice that you can meet people online a lot easier. I mean, you can find someone in Indonesia that's into the same genre of music that you are. Right. However, that interpersonal connection of, oh, holy shit, uh, you drove from three hours away to watch this show, and I did too, so we're six hours apart, and now we know each other. So now I can start a band and drive to your town and play, and you can start a band and drive to my town and play, and we can both book... A, you know, mortician to come to our venue and bring right. different bands around, and that was seemed like a more fun boots to the earth situation than we have today. But the information exchange is definitely nice. When I was a kid, I was into hardcore, so it was a whole different thing. But I, what you're saying about being young and seeing a huge band be in front of you and being freaked out, the one of the first shows I ever went to was uh, Madball when I was like 14. And right on. Yeah. Uh, Hoya walked into the venue with a briefcase handcuffed to his arm. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was terrifying. <laughs> but, uh, you know, death metal, it, it seems like people are way more friendly in that. And, uh, man, I really look forward to watching the finished product and seeing how you capture the essence of the first days on to where we got today and how much it's grown because now – Everything that I like and I feel like most people who dig into death metal like is a subgenre of a subgenre. And it'll be interesting to see how you capture the branching out of all the different elements of death metal. Yeah, because I mean, like, like, I love it all. Like I said, you know, I grew up with the old days. So I love, you know, Carnage and I love fucking, you know, Butchered at Birth is probably one of my favorite albums oh, ever. Everyone, I'm sure. <laughs> Suffocations, Effigy of the Forgotten and Ooh. Gore Guts, you know, Edge of Sanity. Like, I love that shit, right? And then it went to, like, Cryptopsy and Cataclysm. All of a sudden, 
boost it into a whole nother genre of ex- like even more extreme than usual. And then, you know, unfortunately we had the new metal era, which kind of, uh, I, you know, I didn't mind some of the bands. I, you know, I, like I said, I love all kinds of music. I love hip hop. I love country. I love fucking death metal. I love, you know, lounge music. And so, you know, I like the death tones and I like early yeah. porn shit. Right. So it was awesome. It was, it was fresh. It was different and death metal, not they was stale, but I a lot of people at that time were just like, we need something new. This thrash metal's been around since the early '80s, so it's like, okay, we need something different, right? So I get it, you know. Alice in Chains, all that shit started coming on, yeah. and a lot of those bands kind of jumped into that mm-hmm. scene. But there was still, you know, some bands in the background that were keeping it real, like Incantation, and then Eternal Bleeding started fucking, you know, kicking ass in the background. Yeah, man, dude, Eternal Fetus. Bleeding is so good. I feel like a lot of people forgot about them. I mean, they had like, unfortunately, their drummer, you know, their drummer died. Yeah, uh, fighting fires, but I feel like that almost got totally swept under the rug. But that is such a heavy band, and I feel like people just, you know, kind of forgot about that within the reins of time. Oh, well, they're 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 pretty much cited as like the purveyors of slam. Yeah, I think right? yeah, for sure, definitely that is the origin. <laughs> I would say. I mean, where that where slam parts in the song came from, I would say one hundred percent would have to be internal bleeding. Oh, big time, man. They're, they're all breakdowns, right? I get it. I, it's yeah, it's hard, awesome. hard. Hey, and, let me ask you a question. You said that, uh, so hey. you were pretty close to New Jersey, and you were around sure. for like the new metal, and you said you were into hip-hop. Did you ever find yourself at an E-Town Concrete show? No, I wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> man, now, it, it, what's crazy is, is uh, you know. <laughs> go ahead, man. Yeah, you got well, it. Yeah, what did well, you think about E-Town? Wearing, I was wearing mortician shirts, and I was wearing, yeah. you know, Grave and all that kind of shit. Yeah. So it was still kind of weird to throw on a corn shirt. I never did have a corn shirt, or I did have some Deftones, because there was something about the Deftones that I really liked. Yeah, they but transcended there wasn't everything, too many, man. There wasn't too many of the shows that I went to. I mean, I did go to all the, like, the early first like maybe 10 years of warp tours yeah. which i find were the good ones because it was all you know the cal socal punk and you know they brought in some wicked swing bands and yeah. there was some new metal shit like when limp biscuits first started touring you know obviously there's a lot of shit with those guys but man that first album three dollar bill y'all i think it's fucking heavy so um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Damn. yeah so you know so I got to see a lot of this stuff and just, you know, like we were talking, the death metal bands were just exploring and just experiencing other shit, right? Yeah. So that scene and there was some bands in the background that were still killing it. And I think by the time, um, you know, the late 90s, I'd say 97, 98, I noticed like the true metalheads were starting to get annoyed and pissed off and just like, I'm getting sick of this shit. This is getting redundant and i'm hearing the same band you know rehashed a million times so we noticed a lot of the bands they started kind of coming back again and you know relapse started kicking ass again and then morbid records came out with uh Crabathor and dying fetus killing on adrenaline oh, and man. then all of a sudden on all of a sudden unmatched brutality came out with skinless and devourment mm-hmm. ton and waco jesus and all that shit and then it was like okay we're fucking we're, 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 we're getting started again and then yeah and then it just got brutal and then it just it hasn't really let go since that when and i was in high- fucking beautiful and i want to talk to everybody and see their opinions on all this shit because death metal is the best fucking scene in the world 
when I was in, when I was in high school, man, I got um, House by the Cemetery by Mortician, and oh, it, it changed my yep. life, dude. And I got their live album, and then from there, I was, I mean, you know, let's see, I was in high school in like two thousand three, two thousand four, and so. Um, I wanted to keep getting into more extreme music as, as time went on, man. And, and, uh, I just, it, it just killed me, man. The like death metal as a genre, like divinity of sanity. I think that's the name of the band, right? I just got into them the other day because of your, uh, little episode with brutal death metal on, on banger TV or whatever. But dude, oh, yeah, 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 shit yeah. is ripping. God damn. That's heavy, dude. And, uh, what band? Uh, is it Surrender, Serenity of Divinity? Is that it? No, no, no. Sanity. Uh, Something Sanity. Hmm. I don't know. I'm fucking dumb there, as hell right now. There's a million bands. <laughs> there's a thousand, dude. But yeah, anyways, like, right. I mean, death metal has always been a constant in my life. And I mean, I, I ordered a fucking mortician tank top today so I could work out in the gym. How dumb is that shit? <laughs> <laughs> And admitted it on the air. (laughs) Well, Cam, uh, man, it's uh, great to meet you and talk to you. Before we scat out of here, let me ask if people want to find out information from you about your documentary as it comes down the pipe, what is the best place to track that down? Well, obviously, I mean, everybody loves Facebook, so uh, you can go on Facebook there at the Growl Death Metal Documentary and also on Instagram the growl death metal documentary and just keep updated on what's going on. Like we just, we just pretty much got the green light from uh, our production company to start on in November. And, you know, obviously for the last you know X amount of years, I've compiled footage. I've shot footage myself of all kinds of shows, just because like I said, I mean, I've been just been a death metal fan since, like 91 right so as soon as i had a video camera i was trying to get out there and shoot shit i have my my first concert ever in 93 i have that on footage uh my wow. band mangled all right and uh you know we brought uh uh or i have I, I just have lots of footage so we literally started in november and now the journey's the journey begins i mean we ended up going and talking to ross dolan of immolation at his place with uh, Dan Lilliker, uh, the bass player, yeah. obviously, of uh, which is in the blurring now, but he was a Brutal Truth, he yep. was Nuclear Assault, he was Anthrax, Anthrax. he was, Anthrax, man. <laughs> did, a, did a, a stint in uh, The Ravenous yep. with Killjoy, he was in... Um, R.I.P. Killjoy. Oh, my God. He did Autopsy for a few on some of their comeback shows, but yeah, like, I mean, Dan Lilliker, he's just, you know, S.O.D., exactly. Yeah, everyone is. So he's just a legend. Yeah. So we got him on. We got we got him on there. We have uh, the guys from Embludgement, which just played with Putrid Pile in Toronto there. All right. And uh, the one guy John, he was uh, he's a lifer. He was he started he would help start Mortal Decay mm-hmm. uh, back in the day. Yeah. So we, we did an uh, episode awesome with Mortal some... Decay in it. Yep. We got, What's that? We got an episode with uh, Mortal Decay in it. Oh, dude. Those guys, yeah, like, I mean, like, they're just, they're just legends. Yeah, they're so to, to bring that brutal, like, broken hope in those kind of guys, right? It was like that scene. Yep. And, uh, but yeah, like, we just, like I said, we just started. We got Morbid Saint, which used to uh, uh, have the same tour manager as uh, Death yeah. back in the day. Uh-huh. So we got to chat with, uh, with them there. And, uh, yeah, we just have all kinds of people lined up and ready to get out there and sit down and let's talk shop and, 
what happened in the old days, what happens in the new days, and let's see where it goes. I just it's more of a passion project than anything. Just yeah, because, like I said, man, my my first band ever was like a grindcore death metal band. So I mean, that right there, it's I'm a lifer. Well, fuck yeah, Cam. Well, we're we're glad to uh, make your acquaintance, dude, and keep us updated with the growl, and we'll definitely share updates and we encourage all of our listeners to swing over to the growl death metal documentary give it a like and then uh, watch what cam's got going on man good to talk to you and i'm sure we'll be speaking again in the future oh we're definitely keeping the keep in touch man there's a, like i said man the, the stories have just begun so there's many more to talk about so let's do it fuck yeah cam all right man you have a good night my man get, get back in that hash sweet later guys <laughs>